Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Jody McDonald here with you on Birds 365. You got your Mac and Mac guys. We are lucky enough to have a very good guest for the next half hour with us. Uh, does a great job whenever he's joined us previously. We know he's going to do it again now. Former NFL coach, um, scout. He still uh, gives advice to NFL teams as a consultant. And his website, Landry Football, is one of the best football websites out there. Chris Landry joins us. CL, it's been a couple of months. How you been? Uh, I have been doing well. N- not as good as you guys, though. Yeah. Just been uh, admiring from afar and uh, been very impressed. So I know you guys have been uh, a lot of exciting things to talk about all year long. It's been a great yeah. season. And, you know, sometimes you have those seasons where it's a great regular season and Something happens in the playoffs, but, uh, you know, the Eagles look like the best team all year long and, you know, managed to to get over the hump and at least get to the Super Bowl. So I know it's yeah. been exciting for you guys. There's a lot to it, Chris, but you, you use that word admire. What do you admire most about this team? Where do you start? Why do, why well, do you think they became this? It's it's the it's the best running game I've seen. I, I don't I don't know. I. I don't like to make comparisons too much yeah. to the past because the game changes and, but it's the best running game I've seen in a long time in this league. And it's like, for example, San Francisco has a great run game design, but this is a different, the Eagles run game is different because the, to truly employ the quarterback in the run game and how they do it off the RPOs, it's when it's run well, it is darn nearly impossible to stop. And it just opens up so many things. So it creates a lot of matchups on the outside in the passing game where you don't need to be overly accurate to make those throws. And yet Jalen Hurts has become really accurate and been on point with a lot of his throws. So it creates a lot of matchups. You got to pick your poison. So when you go in and play this Eagles team, you got to stop the run. You you can't find a way to slow down the run. You it's over. There's no chance. But then if you you do that and you have to overcommit to do that, they can beat you other ways. But that's how you have to play it. So the run game has been extremely impressive. And the pass rush, the depth of the pass rush is is it's it's good as, as good as I've seen. And you know, it's the best line of scrimmage team in the NFL, both sides by quite a big margin, I think. So yeah. That, in a nutshell, is is among the things that have stood out to really impress the heck out of me all year long. All right, let me go a little deeper on one of the two sides of the ball. No disrespect, men, to Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders or Kenny Gainwell or Boston and Scott. How much of the credit of the Eagles' run game has to go to the five across the front? We can throw Dallas Goddard in there as a heck of a blocking tight end, too. How much is it the skills of the running back and Jalen Hurts' ability to run, and how much just is it, yeah, this is the best offensive line in football. It's not even close as to who's second. Oh, it's definitely slanted towards the offensive line. And the second, you know, the the 
the biggest factor along with the offensive line is the scheme. So basically, as you guys know, it's 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 a run, it's a pass, it's it could be either one. It it's based on the read. So it's the scheme and the talent on the offensive line that can execute the scheme. Starting at center, you know, with the calls and the right matchups, you, you you're gonna play an even front. You've basically got a a big jag the biggest fullback uh in the league that's lead blocking on the second level, or you're going to play an odd front. They do a really good job of adjusting and reading, obviously uh, the backside in it, it's the scheme and it's the talent on the offensive line that does the lion's share of the work. I'm not saying that any back could do it, but it's, it's pretty, the backs could be pretty fungible, you know, now what's, I think the backs don't get a lot of credit for, and what is really important is not the skill set of the backs, but the timing and the vision and the understanding, because you've got to understand in this system, you know, you've got to be patient and you've got to have vision as a back to know where to go and to hit the timing just right. And I don't think they get them, probably don't get enough credit for doing that. But yeah, if I was going to put and say, what's the biggest factor, it's those two factors and the backs have done a great job fitting into that. Yeah, and and, and Jeff Stoutland, the the run game coordinator, uh, just does a tremendous job with that scheme. And you know, I don't know if it, you remember that play where uh, Nick Bosa almost got the safety on on, yes. on Jalen Hurts. That San Francisco did a heck of a job, and the Eagles were trying to to run where they thought they had numbers. And then they went back to that, Chris. They went back yeah. to that later in the game. They kicked out Jason Kelsey to get the extra number. How much of this is just math? And the Eagles look at it and say, plus one, Jalen Hurts in the running game. It, it, it's virtually all math. I mean, that's what this system is. You mentioned Jeff. Jeff, you know, has got a lot of experience, too, in Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This blocking scheme from the college level. Yeah. And, you know, he, he once worked at, you know, a place where Jalen Hurd spent some time in college, too. So, you know, kind of when they were bringing in a lot of the RPO stuff, Jeff, Jeff Stotland has it's got some background and understanding that everybody does in the league now. It's what's what's changed a lot about the pro game is a lot of people, it's about numbers. In fact, you know, Kansas city does some of that in a different way, but yeah, it is this, this uh, RPO based system is, it really is all about numbers and getting the right matchups. And, you know, you've got, you've got really good guys that can beat you one-on-one, including the quarterback. It's uh it's, it's worked very well. It's just, it's very, very difficult to stop when they've got all hands on deck and, and uh, they're, they got it going. And I, you know, they, you know, they, it's, it's no secret or it's no uh, coincidence that, that both number one seeds get in. Now the Eagles are the best team in the NFC all year long. Kansas city was, was, was one of the three. And I think, you know, in the end it was Kansas city and Cincinnati in either order. Buffalo was, at one point in that group, but with their injuries, particularly in the pass rush, 
But I think combined with not only being really good, having that bye week, not only get healthy, but preparation and to get your timing, I think that's huge. I think that's really huge. And um, it, it look, it doesn't. You know the Giants not very good, and neither was Minnesota. So you get the you get the one seed, you get the bye, and you're going to play a team that you can basically almost scrimmage against. You're in you're in pretty good shape, and so I thought I thought they came out, and in addition to just being really good, they're just playing with a lot of confidence. They don't feel anybody can beat them, and that that's a very dangerous tool to add to, you know, even a good team, a team that's maybe not as talented as they are. I think that combination has added a whole lot of chemistry, timing, confidence, in addition to a lot of matchup advantages. All right, Chris, there's a ton of great storylines in this matchup between Kansas City and Philadelphia. Uh, Andy Reid, Jeff Laurie, uh, the two youngest, and the first time ever two African-American quarterbacks playing against each other, Kelsey versus Kelsey, uh, a two-plus decade coach against a second-year head coach in the National Football League. Let me give you one more. Who, and I know who, it's who gonna... worked? Who worked for Kansas City, by the way? Right. Wendy Reed said, yes. "Love yes. your butt." Yeah, I'm bringing in my own guy, yeah, 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 David yeah. Cully. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Hope you right. land on your feet, which of course he did with the Chargers. Um, so again, right, tremendous storylines. One more I want to bring up because I know it's near and dear to my partner's heart. The play calling head coach versus the CEO head coach. It's Andy Reid against Nick Sirianni. Sirianni comes in within games. He says, this head coaching thing is a big deal. It takes a lot of work. Let me hand this off to my guy, Shane Steichen, and just take over everything else. Andy Reid has never done that in two and a half decades of being a head coach. He does it for a game or two here or there to give a guy a chance to call some plays so he can go get a head coaching job somewhere else. But he never truly gives up that responsibility. Will this determine the direction of head coaching in the National Football League going further? If Andy wins, the head coach who still calls plays still in place. If Andy loses and it's losing to a second-year head coach who's a CEO head coach, will we see the National Football League trend in that direction? Now, here, here's my view on – I do a lot of work with, with coaching staffs. It, it, it may sound cliche. You, you've got to be yourself. So here's the way I look at it. You talk about players. You you want to utilize your players to the best of their ability. I mean, if you've got mobility, you you wouldn't have a, a Tom Brady, you know, running around, and you wouldn't want to take a mobile quarterback and keep them always in the pocket, right? Just to use a, an obvious example, you know, you utilize players that to their strength. So you have to properly evaluate the coach. If I'm if Andy Reid is coaching. There's nobody better at calling plays. He better be calling plays. I mean, if I'm the owner, because he's the best at it. Now, you know, if you're a good coordinator and you can find somebody better at calling plays, that's when you want to be the CEO. Look, it's tough to do both. Absolutely. But if the best guy to call plays is the head coach, then I'm making sure that I divvy up some of the other stuff, which Andy does. So some of the game management stuff is being handled by other people to a lot. And then it's communicated to where he may make the decision and it may look like he's doing it all. The best play caller in that building better be calling plays or that's like taking, you know what? 
the best receiver, I'm just going to utilize him as a blocker and as a decoy. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So, to me, it depends. If you're Jimmy Johnson, or I mean, you can go through any of it. Just name a coach. I can tell you what their strengths are. Play to their strengths. If Jimmy Johnson is, you know, um, he's not a never a play caller, evaluator of talent, good motivator, do that. Andy's the best at what he does. Let him do that. And then siphon up the other responsibilities elsewhere. With Nick, Nick's a, Nick's bright. He's come up. In other words, what I'm saying, just because you got the title of play call or offensive coordinator, they're not all equal. Not every quarterback's equal. Not every scout's equal. Not a, No one's equal. So what's your strength? You handle that. When you become a head coach, work to your strength and hire people that are the best at handling certain things, breaking down coverages, breaking down fronts, you know, coordinating during the week, play calling, offensively, defensively. But if you're not doing that, you, that's the key. So that, that doesn't answer. You're, I think you're kind of thinking, well, all right, it should be this or that. No, no, no. It okay. should be who is the best at doing it. It's like saying, well, you know, how do you, how do you, again, how do you, how do you play a, a great receiver? How do you, you know, well, you know what? We're going to take a son Reddick and we're going to, we're going to line him up and two gap him. How'd that make any sense? <laughs> you know, it's stupid. That's Off not what he linebacker. Is. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. let him rush the passer. Yeah. yeah. Well then why would you want a head coach that is the best at doing it now? So that is different. Now I'm going to tell you, and I don't want to, I don't want to get off, you know, the problem is when the head coach has the decision, sometimes he thinks he's better than he are, than he is, excuse me, bad English, you know, and I think they're getting ready to make a huge mistake in Dallas because Mike McCarthy's getting ready to call the plays. He's not the best offensive coordinator or play caller, and he's bad at game management. Now yeah. it's going to be even worse. So those that that's an example of, well, should he be or should be the CEO? Yeah, he should be the CEO because he's not the best at calling plays. He probably thinks he is, and, you know, and that's part of the problem. And uh, Andy's the type of guy. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That if he, like, loses his fastball and he still wants to coach, he's the type of guy that would hand it to somebody else uh, and, and would maybe be involved in, like, helping create because he's really good with, with game planning and situations. And a lot of good play callers have done that. 
they just okay. I just I I I just don't want to handle the the meetings. That's the tough part. The meetings every then I'm gonna hand the play calling somewhere else. But I'll still be involved. There are different ways to do it. But if if you're the best, you do it. If you were the best, but you've lost something off your fastball and somebody's better, then that guy needs to call plays. So that's my answer. And I I'm telling you that has been consistent through 40 years of being in this league of how you should do it. Look, it's a different time. Tom Landry called every offensive play, every defensive play, every special teams play, and made every draft pick for the Cowboys. Now, that's that's a different world. Yeah. You didn't have free, you know, but I'm just saying over time, different ways to do it, guys. That's my view on it. Yeah, and uh, I I think you're right, Chris. I I am a fan of the CEO coach, but I realize there are exceptions. If you got a great like, CEO coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there there are exceptions, Andy. Now I want to talk about Kyle Shanahan because we just saw Kyle. And if by the way, if Andy's not number one when it comes to play calls scheming, probably Kyle is. But he makes a lot of sticking mistakes when it comes to game management, Chris. Yes. And, you know, you mentioned the word ego. Ego plays into this. Like a lot of guys want to call plays because it's an ego thing. And Doug Peterson, by the way, admits this. He loves calling plays. Mm -hmm. That's what he finds fun in the job. Now, I think Doug's a good coach. He's proven that uh, now over two stints here. But, um how, how much do you think ego plays into it? Like Kyle's got to, if, if he's going to call the plays, he's got to get a game management specialist in his ear because yeah. e delays the games, all that stuff. Yeah, look, good points. Ego's always an important part. If you don't have an ego, you, you don't make it into this league. You yeah. better have an ego. It needs to be a healthy ego, and it needs to be in check. So regardless who it is, and, and Kyle would be in a category of he is great at scheming, teaching the running game, and making, creating the right type of spacing. And that's why, along with a lot of talent. And by the way, he is, in addition to that, behind the scenes, a lot of times people see the game. Obviously, people see the game. But Kyle is huge in the draft room. He is the guy that can see players in the league, and players in the draft that are really good fits, and including on the defensive side of the ball and all of that. That's he is a big, big part of that, you know. So other people are kind of doing the 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 big overall work, and he's saying, no, 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 this this guy is the guy that's the best fit. So he's a great vision for that. Um, so again, to go back, what I said, do that now. the The whole point is. Not really good in certain situations. And look, I'll be I didn't think they had a really good blocking scheme. And I know it's tough to block Philly. They didn't help them. I know, I know Sunday's game was a disaster. And in the court, I, I get all of that, but they weren't gonna win that game with with a healthy quarterback anyway. The the the, the margin of victory would have been different, but without a better blocking scheme, so that was a big problem. So to me, the goal is to all right. What did we do wrong? What can we do better in situations like that? What did we miss upon? I think ego's great. Stubbornness will kill you. Stubbornness will not allow you to grow. 
so if you're a great play caller, you're a great schemer, but you may have missed from a blocking scheme, which is not necessarily Kyle's particular strength. Got to rely on maybe somebody that can help you a little bit more in that to combine with your play design with better blocking scheme to allow you to maybe deal with situations like that. And certainly game management. You got to have a better feel for that, no question. And he's taken some heats on how does he deal with certain situations. You know, everybody brings it up. He was a coordinator for Atlanta when they blew the game against the Patriots. He had a pretty decent lead against – San, uh, Kansas, Kansas City, City in the, in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, and so, yeah. so you're you're getting a little bit of that. Who hasn't? A lot of people have. You know, he can overcome that. You know, but the whole I kind of get it. Well, he's never going to win it because he's at no. He's got. He's. They, can they keep that team together? And can he improve in some of those areas? That's what you've got to do. You've got to figure things out. I've been around. You know, you guys know me my background with Belichick and Saban, both of those guys, I learned the most from them in that not what they know, but what they, what they know that they don't know, meaning they recognize there's a better way to do something. I don't care if it's a better way to log tape in the film room. I mean, it's just, if somebody could do it better, they're always trying to do it better. And, you know, you can say where well, they've had success, so their you know their their ego doesn't require them to do it all. But you know, they teach a system, but they're willing to modify their system based upon how the game has changed. Yeah, you know, and and both do that very very well. And and you know, look at Bill. I mean, Bill Bill can take things from anybody. You know, oh. a guy like. Chip Kelly, who did yeah, have Chip. I was going to bring up Chip, who, who didn't, who didn't have success. Yeah, you guys know this, but he could look and see things that he did well. Well, that whole that whole up tempo offense with Brady in the later years, that was all devised from Chip and the whole I system. Know. Chris, but, I was just going to bring that up. I you so I, I'm so, so he glad can take the big up. picture and he can pull out, boom. You know, really good at that, but he has the bigger picture, whereas Chip was really good at a couple of things, wasn't good at other things. And then so the total package is, well, he stinks. Well, he stinks in some areas and, you know, I mean, not stinks, but not as good in some areas. So I think that's the key. And that's what you're talking about is I think, you know, ego's great, but stubbornness, you know, with that ego that I'm the best. I mean, man, you bet you better be good at evaluating and a value yeah. valuation starts with yourself. All right. just, and Bear Bryant was the best. Bear Bryant said, "I'll never hire a head. Co- I'll never hire a coach in my staff that doesn't know more football than him, me." People thought he was Mister Humble and all that. He said, "Why the heck would I want to hire somebody that doesn't know more about how we're going to block, how we're going to tackle, how we're going to run a scheme? Why would I want somebody? I mean, what good is he going to do now?" In college, sometimes you hire that guy that maybe fits a category that's a great recruiter, whatever. But you know my point. You yeah. gotta know, read yeah. the room. You gotta know the room, and you gotta hire the best guys. Good on, good on Belichick. We can all acknowledge he might be the greatest of all time. But he also did use the phrase maybe may have lost something on his fastball. He, Joe Judge, offensive coordinator. Just, just saying. Uh, Bill last year didn't and, hire and, somebody and, to put in exactly right. It was and, better than him at now, anything. 
As now, a matter of fact. And, I, and it was a it was a mess, and you better fix that because you don't have Tom Brady to cover that up anymore. So you better you better fix that, and we'll see if he can fix it. But he's not going to sit there and and be stubborn about it, you know. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can fix it. Already got Bill O'Brien in the house. All right. Chris, I want to tap into your memory because we were debating this a little earlier in the show. Uh, and you talk to teams, still consult with teams, so I have a great grasp on this. If you remember it exactly, please say so. If you say, here's what I think, please say so as well. Three years ago, draft night, Jalen Hurts selected by the Philadelphia Eagles in the second round at number 53, pick number 53. Did he go where the league thought he should go? Did he go early? Could the Eagles have waited to the third round to take him? Because some people didn't like the pick. Why are we taking this kid in the second round? What was your memory of what the league thought of Jalen Hurts draft night, uh, either rounds one, two, or three? Well, um, as you know, the general consensus might have been uh, uh, that that they took him a little early. But remember, general consensus doesn't matter because what if – just one other team like them and yeah. takes them before their third round pick. Look, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've been through that. We all have those stories. I, I wanted to draft Curtis Martin. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, you know, I said, I'm going to wait one more round. And the reason is, Curtis Martin at Pitt had every injury known to man. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, he lived in the training room. Yeah. I mean, the son of a gun never got injured in the NFL. And I'm, I'm not going to take a running back with an injury question. And, and look, I mean, that, okay, so, and Parcells took him two picks before I could take him in the third round. I mean, it happens. You don't know. And I thought, I thought he might go late third, maybe hand to the fourth, because I had a high second-round grade, but we had a medical grade I thought would drag him down and, you know, whatever. So the point is, if you like a guy and you believe in a guy, <laughs> you better not play the game where we could have got him the next round. You don't ever know that. Here's what I'd say about Jalen. This is not the question, but I think it's pertinent. Here's what I said about Jalen as a player, and here's what I think is really important to know about quarterbacks. Jalen dad was a coach. He loved football. Okay. He's an ultimate team guy. He understood the team aspect, the humility, the understanding that you're going to have bad moments and how you deal with it and how you grow from it. You saw him at Alabama bench in the championship game was the happiest guy for Tua and was, and then moved on to Oklahoma. I've, it's not a, just about the physical skills. It's about the mental makeup, the intangibles, and he was off the charts as a leader. How? What is the guy's capacity to learn? Very good. What is the guy's willingness to learn on a scale of 1 to 10 of 15? Just <laughs> love 
that type of guy is a guy you can develop. You can't develop the guy that has great talent, that is satisfied, that's happy, that's not hungry. That's the thing that's made Jalen great. Great talent around him. And the thing that's made it work is this system, we're going to run a system. It's going to be RPO-based system. He is built, you know, love Tua. Tua can't stay healthy. You know, love other guys. And that Jalen had the, the, the injury. Injuries are going to mount up, and it's not going not gonna to last forever. But that body build just is more conducive to be able to do some of this RPO stuff, running back run. So it's not about what the league has them because they had a vision for how they were going to use them, what they were going to do. Some people thought that we took – Javon cursed too high uh, because he was an inside backer at Florida and he wasn't a really good use as a pass rusher as much. We saw him in the workouts as a really good rusher. Guys, we tried to trade up to get Javon. Yeah. We tried to grab the five to eight to 10 to 12 to 15. We tried to trade up with the bucks. We offered, offered a third round pick to the bucks to move up one spot just to make sure we got the guy and they said, no, we're going to stay. And I said, well, we were on a clock. Who are you going to take? And they said, we're, we're taking Anthony McFarland, uh, Booger McFarland. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, great. Good luck. Boom, hey. boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my point was we wanted the guy. We don't go to the Super yeah. Bowl without him. The point was, was it too high? I don't give a flip if somebody thinks he's too The guy we wanted. So I'm glad we got him at 16. We saved our pick. But, you sure. know, hey. You know, it just, yeah. you know, well, you know, now you bring up a good point, Chris. And uh, one of my pet peeves in, in the draft and, and people who, who follow the draft, uh, they don't take into account the fit and where they're going. And I always go back to 99 with Andy Reid. And I always think, you know, what if Tim Couch got with Andy Reid? What if Achilles Smith got mm-hmm. with Andy Reid? And what if Donovan McNabb went to one of these bad situations? That's right. Um, how do things change? Um, it, you don't get finished products in the draft. People think you draft a good player or you draft a bad player. Exactly and right. so much of it is development and getting in the right system. And Jalen Hurts got in a great uh, organization, which was willing to – um, you know, build an offense around him when he showed. Um, I, I don't want to say that was the plan because it wasn't. They drafted him to be a cost-effective backup. But when they needed the necessity arose, they were willing to ship their plan, build around him, build an offense around him. And now we know we have, an, you know, an MVP finalist. Yeah. But when it comes to that aspect of it, development, yeah, I, I don't think people put enough stock into that. In right, De- development of the player and development of the team around them. Yeah. You take Jalen Hurts, you take Patrick Mahomes, and you put them right now on the Houston Texans. Well, either one of those guys makes the Texans better, and that division was so bad, maybe it makes the difference where they win the division <laughs> or competing with Jacksonville. But they're not going deep into the playoffs with either one of those superstar quarterbacks. Yeah. Either one. You know, but you put them on the Eagles, this running game with this defense, you put the Chiefs with all the talent around. I mean, 
you know, it's just development, you know, just um, speak. I mean, and it's at a lot of positions. So I'm, I, I can remember I'm at the University of Cincinnati uh, years ago. Brian Kelly, who's now coaching at LSU, was there. And there's this really good freshman that's a very good athlete. And I said, who's this kid? He says, he's an option quarterback in high school, and I'm going to make him a tight end. Travis Kelsey was the guy. Travis Kelsey was wow. that. Travis Kelsey was an option quarterback in high school. He was an athlete. I'm watching him in practice as a freshman. You can see this guy was just eye-hand coordination, this. and You know, he's just a raw-bone guy trying to figure out what to do. Development. Development in college. And then, of course, Kelsey developed very well at Cincinnati. He had a really good career. And then, obviously, what he's done in the NFL is just incredible. He's, you know, a receiver weapon with receiver numbers and – um, at, at the tight end position that in this age of re-identifying the Y flex and how you play guys, yeah. he's just as he may go down as maybe the best ever. That's, that's a perfect example. John, what you're talking about is development, development of players. Absolutely. You take Mahomes and put them in other situations. Uh, yeah, it's not as good. I mean, I think that that has a lot to do with, with a lot of quarterbacks that are not developed. And again, it's coaching, but it's the player, and it's the player's passion for learning. You know, everybody's going to tell you they love football and they're going to work hard, but it's the proof is in the pudding, how hard you work and how how mentally tough you are to deal with the criticism, the negativity. You know, in the face of all of that, can you come back from that? That's injuries. All of those things are really important. Chris, you've already given us a half an hour, so I'm just going to ask you one more question. Uh, it can be a quick answer. Andy Reid knows the Eagles. The Eagles know Andy Reid. Andy Reid, yeah, kind of knows Nick Sirianni. He interviewed him for a positional coach and said, nah, I'm going to give my guy David Culley the job. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of inbreeding here. Is there an advantage on either side? The fact that Andy knows the Eagles as an organization as well, the Eagles know Andy Reid as well as they do. Is there an uh, an advantage to be had with the knowledge of one another between these two teams? No. The advantage is Philadelphia because they're the better team. They're more talented. Okay. You know, that's the advantage. Um, I would not count out Andy Reid. I would not count out Mahomes. I wouldn't count out Kelsey. Um, but they're going to have to win, you know, with a lot of explosive plays. I do think this Kansas City team, and this is something that Phil- – so Kansas City is different than last year's team. It's different than the, the teams of the past. They will focus more on the run. People will a- ask me all the time, well, how the hell does, pardon my French, Kelsey get open all the time? Because they're willing to run more football. They, they run more 12 personnel and 13 personnel. So that puts more linebackers on the field. So that creates mismatches for Kelsey. So, and, and if, and if you, you don't, and you say, we're going to cover him, they'll just run the football on you in the past. They haven't, they can run the football on you. And so that's, you know, that's maybe the thing, but the Eagles are going to know that they got all the tape. They got all the time and all the tape. There's, they're going to know everything by the tape. They know the personnel the advantage goes to the better team. Look, the Eagles are better. Doesn't mean they're going to win. You know, you can be the better team. You got to play better. You know, it doesn't matter if you're great talent, if you don't play well. But it's 
it's going to be awfully tough for the Eagles not to play well because what they do is pretty consistent. I think the key, and this is not where you've gone with it, I apologize, but I think this is important in the big scheme is, is you know, Steve Spagnuolo comes up with great defensive game plans. He did it in Super Bowls in the past against the Patriots, a great offense, but that's pass rush. Pass rush, not going to get it done in this game. You better be able to stop that run. And can Spags do a good enough job to contain a little bit of his Eagles run game? If they can't, it'll be a decisive win for the Eagles. Ooh, if they can, nice. if they can, then it can be close, competitive. And then if it's close and competitive, well, yeah, you like the, the, the Chiefs' chances, you know, maybe a lot, certainly a lot better with Mahomes and all that. But I think defensively th- for Kansas City, that's the big challenge, not so much the, the Chiefs' offense, which is, you know, with, where their bread's buttered. We'll get out on that note. If they can't stop the Eagles' run, it could be a uh, a big victory for the Eagles. Uh, yeah, that's what Eagle fans wanted to hear. Uh, Chris Landry, mostly thanks for the great football insight. Thanks for playing up to the crowd. At, uh, well, I'm not. You know me. I'm not playing it up because I, I at the it, I I think it was August or July. I can't remember. You know, I I I said it. You know, y'all were talking about this, and I'm like, you know, I don't see anybody in the NFC East being a real Super Bowl contender. So, I mean, I don't just say it to Doug. I didn't see this happening the way it did. So, I have seen it through the course of the season developing into it, but I didn't have any crystal ball saying, yeah, the Eagles going to the Super Bowl in August. I didn't see that. So, kudos to them. They proved it to me during the year. Check out his website, LandryFootball.com. You get all his podcasts there. Uh, Chris Landry, thank you very much for hopping on with us. Enjoy the buildup to the Super Bowl and the game as well. We'll get you back on during the offseason, big guy. Hey, you guys enjoy it, Jody. John, always a pleasure to be with you. Have a great two weeks. All the great fans, they enjoy it. Doesn't happen every year, so yes. enjoy it and uh, have yes. a lot of fun. Thanks, Chris. Great job. Thanks a bunch. Our pleasure. That's Chris Landry uh, from LandryFootball.com. It was on Birds 365. All right, a little late with Chris. You know what we got to do. Come back and put a ball on the show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That's brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.